Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Ultra Mega Volume 1, Stand With Humanity, Collecting Issues 1 to 4 of the 2021 Image Comics series, written by James Harron, written and illustrated by James Harron, and coloured by Dave Stewart. Big Mega Ben Studio Mashup 3000. I've become confused again and I've just listened to the Black Eyed Peas. Ah, it's all right, Michael. They they lured you in with their lady lumps and uh, they got you. They snared you. <laughs> Benjamin. Yes. Benjamin, the Black Eyed Peas hit peak popularity when I was about 18. So that is exactly how they lured me in. That's how they I'm lured you in. I'm not going to lie, Benjamin, with their lady lumps. Their lovely Benjamin. lady lumps. Benjamin, what is this thing anyway? Because this, you could kill a man with this. You could. There's a heft to it. There's a heft there's a, to it. There's a big heft to it. You could definitely, you could definitely brain a person with this. What's going on here? What is this? There's even? four issues in this, Michael, and I think it would be fair to say that it surpasses some of the six issues we've covered here on this podcast. Easily. Easily. Two hundred odd pages, Ben. There's a lot of meat on them bones. Exactly. In many ways. What is it, Benjamin? It's some sort of prestige format. So, Michael, this was a, a slow-release serial um, from mm. Image Comics. I like Brand think, Flakes. I think it was released as competition to the Black Label series from DC. Oh, go on. Um, so, Black Label is, is DC's adult uh, comic book line, but they're also experimenting with kind of a deluxe release model, um, mm. which means that you get issues far further between um, than your weekly comic book classic yeah, for monthly, example, go on, go on. Um, monthly usually, but go on. But there's there's a lot of as as I said, Michael, a lot of meat on them bones, and mm. they're slightly bigger, Michael. And this was originally released as a giant sized comic. Um, oh, it's massive. Yeah, which which harkens back to the days of kind of the uncanny X Men giant sized specials and things mm. like that, where you used to get a, a kind of a, a broader, squarer deluxe format, Michael. Yeah, like comic a European book. style comic. You could yeah. definitely kill a man with this, Ben. Oh, you could, yeah. I did, um, actually, by mistake. I was oh, no. walking along uh, O'Connell Street here in Dublin's Fair City and I tripped Michael and the book just fell. And that was it. He was a goner. He was probably grossly and unexpectedly decapitated, Ben, which there seems to be a bout of going around. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going around in this comic, Michael. I chose my analogy carefully when I said there's a lot of meat on them bones because, oh, my oh, God. Not always. Sometimes <laughs> it comes right off. There's so much meat and bone in this. So much. Uh, so this, Michael, I guess I guess the way that I would lure you in with this, Michael, do you remember when you were a young fella, right? Mm, and I was looking I, at the black-eyed peas. On and you were looking at the, lack, the black-eyed peas on your televisual box. Yeah. Uh, remember when you used to watch a Power Rangers, Michael? Oh, Benjamin, I watched Power Rangers but a week ago. Or a Voltron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a bloody, what's the name of the guy that this is definitely based on? A Mega Man? Ultraman. It's Ultraman. Ultraman. We're thinking there of it Ultraman. Is. I'm thinking of Ultraman. Michael, what we used to see on our screens was a, a big monstrous robot or a big monstrous fella go up yeah. against a, mo- a monster, a kaiju, Michael. If you will. A real Pacific Rim type situation. A, a, a real Pacific Rim. And that's not or an speci- insult. It sounds like that. Yeah, that's what it's called. That's what the show is called. Pacific Rim. <laughs> Specific Rim. So, Michael... What we used to get was, you used to watch them kind of clunkily duke it out. And I'm, I'm reenacting this for Michael here and y- you can't see it, but it's a very, it's very good, good reenactment. Though. It's very good. It's like you're a Japanese stuntman in a big rubbery suit. Yeah, well, I was for a large part of my career, Michael. Um, so, anyway, what yes. we never got in those shows, Michael, was what we used to get was Sparks. Sparks flying, Ben. Sparks flying. And, and what we get in this instead, Michael, is what would physics actually look like? Oh, gross. <laughs> it happened. looked gross. It's fucking awful, Michael. 
Oh, it's very unpleasant. There's acid, there's tendons, there's blood, there's oh, decapitation, Benjamin. there's so teeth, many guts. There's, so many guts. There's eye stinging, eye venom. Oh, no use. Oh, it's no use, Michael. It's no use. Um there's four issues in it, Michael, and it's it's a story told over many years. Um Oh, multitudinous years. Uh, so many years. Yeah, so initially we're introduced to uh, Benjamin. The, yes. Not unlike the career of the Black Eyed Peas. Not unlike the career of the Black Eyed Peas, Michael. They're still going. Uh, speaking of, the career of Ultra Mega spans decades, Michael, by the looks of things. Um, we're introduced to Jason, and he's our introductory character. And uh, what, what we get in him is uh, the introduction to the concept of Ultra Mega in itself. So Ultra, Ultra Mega isn't one character. Uh, Go on. Ultra Mega is like a genre of warrior, like a Viking. Yeah, but they're all big. They're real big fellas. They're real big fellas, and they come in a variety of colourful colours, Michael. Mm, um, green, which is, which is really bizarre. There's a green one. There's a purple yeah. one. There's a redden. Yeah, burnt umber. A burnt umber, an okra. Yeah, there's all sorts of colours. There's a teal. There's um, always teal. There's always teal. We love a teal here on the podcast. Anyway, Michael, we're introduced to that, but then Michael, oh, it gets so much worse because we're introduced to what they have to fight, and that's the kaiju. And these kaiju, Michael, they're bloody fucking gross. They're big, horrible, gribbly, grubbly fellas, and they're oh. doing all sorts of ripping off bits of you. They're no good, Michael. They they give you a chew and nom 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 yeah. nom. Uh, they give you a bloody rip and tear. Oh, they give you. I little- wouldn't fancy it, Ben, to be honest. No, I, I don't think it'd be a job for me now. So the concept is fairly unique, Michael. It's a bit of a Batman and uh, Criminals of Gotham situation where you have to wonder if you removed the Batman from Gotham City, would there be as many mental fellas running around? Would there? Well, Benjamin, this is a lot more on the nose than that because to answer your question, no, no, there wouldn't be. Okay, fair enough. There's no room for debate in this to the point where I was, I was, I put this down after reading it, Benjamin, and I said to myself, what was that about? What was... What point was that making? Was that was the point of that that without goodies there would be no need for baddies? Or was the point was it about escalation? Was it about nuclear war, Ben? Was it about um I, you know, what was it about? Was I, it about Ukraine, Ben? I don't know. It might I mean, it might be. I don't know what it's about, Michael, and I fucking loved it. What's um, its point exactly? I don't because think, <laughs> I don't there's know. no kaiju without ultra megas, Ben. Yep. And there's no Ultra Megas without Kaiju, or is there? Or is there? See, this is the question now. So what we get over the course of it, Michael, is... So we, we lose we lose Jason. Jason gets decapitated. Right? He sure does. He sure does. His head <laughs> he, gets knocked up into the stratosphere, Michael. He very much gets decapitated, Ben. Yeah. He's a real decap attack. So I, I think, Michael, if I had to hazard a guess on what the core of this is, is there's no such thing as heroes. Right, go on. Right, if I had to, if I had to probe it for a, a deeper meaning, I think it's the notion of myth making and heroes being a flawed pursuit. Go on, go on, okay? go on, go on. Because go on. initially, what we see is a massive form of hero worship for the Ultra Megas. They're everyone's like, look at them; they're so big and muscular. Yeah, they're and then. Very quickly, Michael, we see what all-out kaiju versus ultra-mega war looks like, and it's narrated by Jason's wife, whose name escapes me right now. I don't know if... Beth? Uh, no, Beth is later. Gillian? Let's no, call I think, her Gillian. I think it is. I think it is. Uh, yeah, no, Beth is later. Let's call her Gillian. So, Gillian says, this is what happens when gods fight. And it's utter chaos, Michael. The city starts to crumble around them. Uh, the blood and the guts is an absolute hazard for everybody down below. So Too much, much blood so, and guts. 
that when good old Jason gets decapitated, his blood cakes in the streets and and mm. solidifies people into their homes and stuff. It's real grim. Yeah, probably in unrealistic amount of blood. Benjamin, I have to say, I loved issue one. Issue one's very strong. I loved issue one. I loved the three different ultra megas and their three different complex backstories. Yeah. I loved the guy who decided to give it up, but it turned out he'd been off training on his own. Yeah. And he was a real grim, big giant kind of, what's this guy doing? A lone wolf type of warrior sort of guy. And then you had your down on your lup, schlubby man who was had this thrust upon him. Yeah. And then you had your reluctant... Uh, guy who's brought back into the fray teen sidekick to, son of a bitch I'm, they pulled me back in they pulled me back in I'm back in and I'm here oh I'm dead I'm they dead. pulled off oh, my arm and stuck was, me on a building <laughs> that was short lived I, <laughs> I have to say Ben I was absolutely shocked when they just got massacred Oh, they, they get absolutely decimated Michael and shit I was sitting canned, there going, I believe our American <laughs> friends would say <laughs> they got their shit rocked Michael they um, got absolutely <laughs> shit canned <laughs> and I loved it I was just there going yes Yes, this is something special. This, this is, is unique. This is for me, This Benjamin. is tasty. Look at the chaos. Look at the, look at the arts. Oh, so many arts. Uh, anyway, then, Michael, it gets... It, so then, issue two kind of establishes the myth of Ultramega for Ultramegas. So, Atuum, or Atium, at, Atium. Atom? Atom. I'm not sure how he's pronounced. Anyway, he's he's the original Ultramega, and there's kind of a, a world-making... Uh, an origin myth for this character and he's built very much as the ultimate defender um, mm. but then it's very quickly established that there can be no great hero without a foe um, yeah. and so we're introduced to the concept of kaiju and these two are an eternal battle um, and when it's initially sold to us Michael it's sold to us as ah uh, oh, here look this is an eternal battle good versus evil you know you can't avoid it but then we get a hint of it with Urn where he's like are we are we good? Are we the goodies? Are we the goodies or are we closer to the things that we're fighting? And then he kind of proves it by becoming a big old beastie boy. Yeah, he's like, look at me, I'm a big glibbly globbly. I'm a big glibbly globbly. And he's looking awfully like a kaiju there in his last moments. Um, so again, that theme of don't have heroes uh, resurfaces. And then, Michael. Yes. The Ultra Megas are gone and the kaiju take over. Kind of. Kind of. The- the kaiju become the cast of the Nickelodeon TV show Ah Real Monsters. They do. It's great. I fucking love it. It's just it's Ah Real Monsters, but in a gross desert wasteland. And they're kind of a parody of British aristocracy. They're real pontificating and a little bit. There's weird. a lot of the deviants in them. There's a lot of Marvel's the deviants in them. There's, there's, there's a, a lot of that going. Ah Real Monsters in them. Yeah. Um, but they're gross and they'll eat your foot. And, and what we get then in that one, Michael, again, is another form of hero worship from the other side because they have the kaiju clan. Um, mm. And the kaiju clan kind of worship them, even though all they are really now is parasites that feed on the people that, you know, support them and look after them. And we, we, we see that with Gara as well. Um, Gara is pretty much sacrificed once he uh, once he's served his usefulness. He's chucked away. He's their big lieutenant. Which but, is a shame because he has a cool costume. He had a bloody cool costume and a steak gun. Pew, pew. He had. He was. Uh, he was. He wasn't taking any guff from now on. Benjamin. Yeah. The second surprise when the robot boy died. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's what that's what this is going to be. Is it? It's just going to be a setup and a twist. Twist and a oh. setup and a twist. <laughs> what a twist! And a setup and a twist. Yeah. I tell you what, Benjamin. I loved the first part. Yeah. I loved the gross city. I loved the backstory. I loved the different kaiju men coming together. 
and the the big surprising twist of them getting absolutely shit canned. They, <laughs> as Matt Berry would say, Ben, they got their shit fucking rocked. They got but, their shit rocked. But I loved that. I yeah. loved every last second of that. And then it went into the desert wasteland and the are real monsters, and it felt a little bit like any other image comic that I haven't loved. Oh no, that's that's a bit of bad news for you, Michael, isn't it? Remember that underwater one you made me read where everyone oh, was that underwater? Was awful. What was Lo- that called? That was called Low. It was a real low point for this podcast. Ba-dum-bum. Oh, pretty good. Um I I, I I don't know. I just I don't love uh it's twenty years later and it's an apocalypse. I think that has been done. I got a Marvel Zombies vibe off it. Yeah, I got there's a little a, bit of that. You know, it's it's twenty years later, here are the repercussions. And I have a feeling that that was the point. But the the sad thing about it was what was probably designed to be the... Is Coda the right word or is that at the end? What's that? I'm, the I'm never of, sure. What's the bit at the start? What was supposed to be designed to be the kind of... To, let's use a cinematic term even though we probably shouldn't. The cold open. Yeah, yeah. What was designed to be the cold open of the series gripped me much more than... Yeah, the, the guts of it. The actual guts. Uh, guts being the operative word yet again. God, so many guts. So many guts. No, very few guts inside people. Mostly outside. Mostly outside, Michael. Um, so we got we got to see a lot of strange stuff um, kind of happen. I think, so for me, issue one and issue four function great. I'm, right, I'm a big fan of the strange body horror that comes with issue four or the end of issue three where the eyeball fella morphs with the... The young fella, Noah, and Noah, yeah. they have to become the new Ultra Mega. Yes. Um, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of the corruption of the myth. I'm a big fan of the death of Atom. I like the way the the overvillain, the queen, wins. Mm. Um, I like that she has somehow corrupted the original Ultra Mega. Um, and I, I quite like all of that. However, I think one of the weakest uh, sequences for me was the Colosseum. I quite like the Colosseum, to be honest. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I I liked the not necessarily in terms of driving plot forward and being exciting and innovative. Uh-huh. I just thought it was kind of fun to see the different glorpy monsters and their horrible, gross powers. Boosh, I love Boosh. Boosh is great. I absolutely love Boosh. That, that, that has to be that has to be four of the most horrific, jarring panels I've ever seen where your man stands up, there's a big weird flesh net cast on him, it fills with acid, and that's the yeah. end of him. And then and he's then shot he's out. He comes out as poop, Ben. <laughs> he gets booshed. Yeah. Um, there's, there's quite a bit of humour as well in this, which I really enjoyed. There's a real um, off-kilter humour. Um, again, I suppose in the vein of, ah, real monsters, or Courage the ah, Cowardly Dog. Real or, monsters. You know yeah. those those strange things. Like one of the monsters, Rip Slash, is um, or not Rip Slash. One of the monsters is in love with Boosh, and he tracks Noah mm. down. And the only reason he tracks Noah down is because he killed the love of his life. Kill Boosh. <laughs> uh, kill Boosh. Um, but maybe we're the baddies, Ben. Maybe we're the baddies. Maybe these monsters are just trying to be born. Because there's a lot of theories about that. You know, there's a lot of talking about you know our kind have never reached maturity. They kill our kind when they're children. You know, there's a, there's a lot of questions. Now, in fairness, the kaiju just seem to go on and shit can entire cities, Michael. Um, well, but Ben, they only do that when an ultra mega appears. Yeah, it's the real kaiju tricky. only the kaiju only get big when an ultra mega appears. It's and true. And we see that multiple times throughout the series, like um. What's her name? Beth with the robot foot. 
Yeah. She she single-handedly kicks the crap out of the, the kaiju from episode one, or issue one. Yeah, not a bother, because he's a little baby. Because he's a little whiny baby. And she gives him a big robot kick in the head, and she absolutely shit-cans him, Ben. <laughs> yes, there's a lot but of shit-canning. Th- yeah. <laughs> but then, an Ultra Mega shows up and fucking ruins everything. It's true. And then he's like, I'm big! I'm like the film Big with Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's true. So again, um, I suppose that it's it's funny. I really I really like the fact that it's all bad mythology. So the the kaiju's would probably have a relatively decent quality of life if they weren't obsessed with being big. Yeah, and jerks. Um, the kaiju are obsessed with regaining their power, and they have a real kind of Nietzschean strong versus weak vibe going uh, and yet as you pointed out they only have to be big when kaiju are around through some kind of weird chemical reaction yeah or because otherwise they're just normal little globally fellas yeah, they're just normal little globally fellas um so i think there's a lot of interesting stuff established there and i think there's a lot of interesting concepts kind of thrown around um i couldn't get enough of it to be honest i really enjoyed it i said that two and three were weaker but i i'd still take them i'd still i still enjoyed the four issues um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I enjoyed it as well and it made me feel uncomfortable in places and gross in places, but two and three are definitely a slow point. And in two and three, I was just hoping and praying that I hope we're not just stuck in a post-Kaiju, post-Ultra-Mega world because that's what got me in. That was the hook that got, that what got me in. Sign me up, said Mick Leonard. I said, sign me up. Look at these fellas. There's a Lovecraftian universal origin mythos here. There's big, gross, horrible, ah, real monsters coming to get you. Um, there's gross gl- blood and guts and the, the city. I love the city, Ben. I love anything that's set in the city. The city. Yeah. The, oh, that's great. The heroes what happened to the rest of the world? We'll never know. What's going on in the rest of the world? The I rest think of the world seems like it would have been largely unaffected. I think it's been abandoned again, though, because Beth tells the story of the city that mm. isn't the drowned city. It's a different city. The uh, city, yeah. And her goal is to move to the city. Which is what? Which is what? Yeah, Coventry. So I think this city is some kind of utopia that's been set up because they keep scanning everybody for a virus. Yeah, they don't want any of those gross people in. So this was definitely written because it was released in 2021. This is definitely a COVID-inspired kind of how do we treat people that we assume are infected with something. Yeah, what's lurking inside you? What's lurking inside you? What lurks beneath, Michael? And apparently Mm. it's a big bloody fucking monster. Yeah, why can't Ben get on the bus? Why can't Ben get on the bus? Because I forgot my mask. That's why. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I like the writing. I think... The characters are well defined in some little ways. I like the silliness of it in places. Um, for example, I love Big Tough Man in green spacesuit, uh, in green ultra mega suit for Colosseum. He was enjoyable. I enjoyed laughing at him. I enjoyed laughing at the funny little kaiju people. Um, and I think it did a relatively decent job of just undermining the delusions that we paint ourselves with, Michael. Mm. Um, but then that fella came back, remember? Which fella now? Hang on. The big head. The big head, yeah. So he comes back down to Earth, Michael, and we find out that, oh, fuck, he probably shouldn't have bonded with that eyeball, pal. Yeah, because here, I'm going to tell you a big story. I'm going to tell you a big story. So, I mean, that's the ultimate point that we leave on, is the, oh, no, we've been wrong all along. Um, Maybe we were the baddies. We really fucked this, lads. (laughs) Maybe we were the baddies the whole time. We really fucked this. Um, And I I will almost certainly, Michael, be picking up volume two. Um. I, I want to see where this goes. 
I think we have a very uh, Jack Kirby-esque cosmic thing set up here. Um, Go on. I don't think volume two or the next run or whatever form this takes, I don't think it's going to be set in Kaiju City at all. Um, Where's it going to go? Is it going to go into space? I think it's going to go into space. Oh, that sounds exciting. Um, And I actually would love to see that. I'd love to see if um, Kaiju are the villains of... Or not Kaiju, if Ultramegas are the villains of the... Are we going to get a Viltramite Invincible style twist where it's like, oh, you don't want to let Ultramegas onto your planet. Oh, no. Now they're the worst. They infect people with a weird Kaiju virus. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then make them real big. Your planet would be real clean if they didn't have them. They're like an STD. They're like an interplanetary STD or something. I think that might be where it's going. Then. I, think I think that, that might, might be, where be the going. point. Um, and I'm kind of into it. I'll, I'll read the fuck out of that. Because um, <laughs> I think this is a really uh, cool thing. This is very much in James Harron's wheelhouse. Who in the heck is this James Harron fellow that you keep going on about? Uh, J- James Harron has worked for, for all the big boys. He's worked for a Marvel, worked for a DC. He's done some work on Spooderman. Um, oh, has he? Yeah, he has indeed. Uh, he's done some work on Spooderman. He's an artist and writer, so he's a, he's a double threat. Go on, go on. Uh, he's a double threat. He's done largely uh, writing work, for, or sorry, drawing work for Marvel and DC, primarily Marvel. So he's, he does a lot of covers for the lads. There's, there's a hint of... Um there's a hint of the Ryan Otleys about some of his oh, work. Oh, there is indeed, Michael. There is indeed. He works with the Ryan Otleys a lot. Does he, Benjamin? Is he? Has he done stuff on the Astonishing Spider or the Amazing Spider-Man? The Astonishing Spider-Man. He has. Uh, has it's he? on. Hang on, let me find the cover. It's. Oh, you go find that cover there. Mm. Are you looking at it there, Ben? Are I'm, you looking? I'm at looking the cover at it there. Saying, it's, but it, it doesn't give me which run it is. I'm going to show it to you there. It doesn't give me which run it is, but it's he does some work on the Spider-Mans. He does some work on the Thors. He's done some work for Dark Horse Comics with um, Skull Digger is one of the ones that he's worked with. Skull Digger and Skeleton Boy. Um, he does cover work for them. He's done some stuff for Thors, for BPRD. Is he mostly, Ben, is he mostly um, drawing the pictures or writing the words? He's mostly drawing the pictures from what I can gather, but he's been given his big shot here, Michael, with um, Ultra Mega. And he also wrote Rumble for Image Comics. Never heard of that, so What's going on he there? He cut his teeth on Rumble. It's very similar to this, but in a very different way, Michael. So there was an ancient race of warriors. See where this is yep. going. Um, no, but they were sword-wielding. They're a bit like uh, Jack Kirby's New Gods. Oh, yeah, I know them. And they Orion. Have to, they have to fight the Eldeviants, Michael. Um, but in this one, uh, it's about a warrior whose body was taken away from him. Uh, so he inhabits a weird scarecrow um, oh, cool. and fights... Uh, and fights Monstery people, not big giant monstery people now. Just normal sized monsters. Regular, ah, average monsters. Um, ah, very good. And he normal sized monsters like Jared Leto. Like Jared Leto. He takes on the cult of Jared Leto, who I found out has a cult where he calls the people who follow him the Echelon. Oh, that's, that's weird, isn't it? Knock that's it off, great. Jared Leto. Knock it off, Jared Leto. You big fucking creep. Go wear a fat suit and leave us alone. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so James Hiron cut his teeth on Rumble. Rumble was a very successful go at it for um, Image Comics. So I think he probably went to Image Comics and said, here, come here to me. Are you, are you really going to let me you know, bring my vision to life here? And they were like, ah, go on. You had a good run on Rumble. And then we got this shit. And this shit is so popular. Oh, is it? Oh, this shit has sold out a couple of times. It's hard to get the volume. They're, they're, they're That's fir- very interesting. Their first print of volume one sold out. Benjamin, I tell you what, when we look back in 20 years' time and we're looking at de- comics from this decade, it's definitely going to be seen as a comic from this decade. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We read, what did we read the other week, Ben? That one about 
other thing that was like Power Rangers? That was uh, Radiant Black. Radiant Black. I mean, there's 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 certain similarities between this and Radiant Black for sure. Yeah. So that, that's uh, if if you recall last week, Michael, I said one of the things. These are two very similar comics in inspiration. I think they they take heavy inspiration from nostalgic childhood Japanese imported action stuff. Yeah, watch out! Here comes uh, Power Rangers fighting big bugly men. But I think the way in which they take that uh, inspiration is radically different. I think it would be fair to say that Radiant Black is a very generic, by-the-numbers homage to a Power Rangers. Okay. It's got a little bit of superheroes thrown in, but it's nothing to write home about. Mm. I think this takes it and injects a bit of Guillermo del Toro, Mike Magnola into its veins and goes, here, come here to me, look at this. Did you think so? I was getting more weird European comic vibes by the by oh, the yeah. middle of it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was I was getting bloody Incal vibes off the whole oh, thing. Oh, were you now? I was a little bit. Just, you know, look at this world. What is going on here? Well, well, what? well. Mick Leonard bringing what? some Incal in, huh? What are these things? Why is any of this happening? What is it's, going it's, on? It, I mean, it even has the kind of messianic, messianic, messianic. How do you say Me- that? Messianic, is it? Messianic. It even has some of the messianic kind of overtones of that. I don't know. Of like, here comes a saviour to save us, but is he really a saviour or is he just a big gross boy? Or is he just a bit of a bollocks? Um, <laughs> in this case, it is a case of, oh, he's a bit of a bollocks. <laughs> yeah, and you know, there's also like the, it's very much, we've we've come, we've come back around, Ben, from yeah. the early 80s. We're back into the world of the, this uh, this assembly the of the superhero the the breakdown and analysis of the genre the death of the myth and and yeah it's you know there's black mirror not black mirror black hammer feeling a little bit oh there's a lot of black hammer in there there's a good bit of black hammer feeling and this is a new mythos which is about uh, breaking down our old mythoses and rebuilding them back up and what's real and what's gross yeah it's mad isn't where it where are you looking where are you looking I'm, at? Look, are I'm you looking making at? sure I have the comic for next week stop it. <laughs> Stop it Benjamin that's behind the scenes talk I'm prepping Well you asked You directly called me out on my looking I was looking at you Because you're looking around And I thought there might have been A kaiju coming for there you There could be a, a little one though One of the little, <laughs> little like small Japanese one. plushy chibi kaiju fellas Yeah where, but And I could, I could probably have... put him down the toilet As long as I keep out of the way of his gnashers He might still have big gribbly arms yeah. That could just snap you in half Or a bloody Suck me in and ship me out. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. F- fucking boosh. Um, Any sort of horrible stuff might happen to you. But come here to me, Michael. What are your closing thoughts on this one? Look, Benjamin, I liked it. I didn't like. I'm not a big fan of post-apocalyptic wastelands. I've decided. I think this comic has solidified for me in my mind that when something goes 25 years later in the post-apocalyptic wasteland, I go, oh, mm. oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh, oh no. But it does pull it back a little bit with its cosmic, uh, its cosmic weirdness and its uh, and its mythology building. Yeah, I, have my, to... I absolutely loved the first issue though. The first absolutely issue, absolutely loved it. Yeah, first yeah. issue strong. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm gonna unba- I'm gonna unabashedly say my brain checked out. Um, you know, I, I, my critical brain wasn't <laughs> fully engaged for this one, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it moved well. I thought the art kind of blew me away a little bit. I think Dave Stewart's colours are phenomenal. I'm just going to call you out there, Ben, for a bit of a, a bit of um, 
a bit of a contradiction because you can't be blown away a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's a bit of an oxymoron. I was blown away quite a bit. I, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't quite. Uh, I wasn't quite purple ultra mega's head in the sky blown away. Right. Right. Um, right. Right. I was more of uh, Noah being kicked clear of the dumping heap. Uh, right, right, kind right, of, yeah. you know, uh, Noah's first dig in the Colosseum, blown away. Um, okay, and right, to, right, to right. understand that, dear listeners, you'll have to read the comic. Well, you obviously have already. Well, because you obviously if have already. If you, if you, if you this, like collecting issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club, which you forgot to say. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be listening to uh, collecting issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club, if you haven't. Because yeah. uh, uh, it's it's for people who've read it. Yeah. So Come on, anyway, Benjamin, wrap us up there. Focus up. Come on, you're so distracted by trying to plan speaking, for the next two weeks. Speaking of things that are coming in two weeks' time, uh, we're going to be taking a look at Batman Earth One by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, the large inspiration comic for the hit 2022 film The Batman. Batman Year One or uh, Batman Earth? No, no, one? Batman Earth One. What the hell is that? I don't like Jeff Johns, Ben. That's you're gonna, you're, gonna, you're not going to like nervous. this, Michael, but uh, we're going to read it anyway. <laughs> That's already giving me a nervous. I've got him. I've got him. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can get in touch with us and let us know what you thought of this week's comic or suggest comics that you'd like to hear us discuss on this very podcast uh, in a mm. couple of different places. You can check us out on the interwebs at www.seomrabug.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means a tiny room in Irish in some sense. It does indeed. Uh, you can also find us on the interweb or on the uh, Instagram at Collecting Issues Podcast. Always uploaded with the freshest content. Uh, yeah, that's probably not true, but oh well. Uh, but the best way to get in touch with us, ladies and gentlemen, the best way it? to talk to us what and have it? a good time and connect is to get up on that Discord, baby. Hop up on it like it's 1972. Yeah. So uh, I'm off now to do a bit of work and hope not to bump into anybody and turn them into a big old monster. Yeah, because it might be inside you. It might be inside you. You just don't know. That's it from us, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Watch out. Watch out for things inside you.